now faith is faith is come on let's pray Father today is another moment where our faith will be strengthened through the teaching of the word of God We ask that your word reveals, it reconciles, and it restores us to the faith that existed in our forefathers. Revive our hearts to the position and posture where faith leads us to believe again, to trust again, and to obey your will. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, let the word of God be the guiding campus or compass that guides us through the invisible paths of the impossible. Father, we ask that our faith is aligned with your word. Father, we thank you that it is by faith. It's by the urging. It's by the prompting. And it's because of faith. <laughs> Father, we thank you that by faith, because of faith, the promptingness of faith and the urging of our faith that we remain confident believing you are a reliable God. <laughs> that you are a reliable God. Come on now. Father, we, we thank you that because of faith the prompting of our faith and the urging of our faith that we will believe and trust that you are a reliable God. And I want to say that again. Because of faith, by faith, the prompting of our faith, the urging of our faith, we, we ask that we stand in a place where we believe, we trust and with the confidence that we have in you, believing that you are a reliable God, is. It is. Somebody just say, now. Now faith is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. We're still here. Verse number 8. We're going to be talking about today. Examples of walking by faith. Examples of walking by faith. Walking by faith. I want you to I want to give you some homework on today. I, I want you to think about one moment in your life, one single moment. And, and please don't go deep and spiritualize it. I want you to think about one simple moment in your life that you walked by faith. All right? I want you to write that down, and I want you to just put it away. And in moments of your life when it gets difficult, I want you to be able to go on your phone and look at it and be able to remind yourself, I did it then, I can do it now. The, the moment that you walked by faith, whether it worked, whether it turned out in your favor, you walked by faith. All right? Walking by faith 
doesn't mean that you're going to get great results. You're going to get immediate results. You're going to get the reward that, that you've always heard. You, you know, you're going to get the reward. If, if you sow that $1,000, God's going to double it, and you're going to get $5,000, or, or, or you do this or you do that, or, you know, however y'all want to say it. My wife was like, baby, that's not double. That's not double. That's almost triple. <laughs> you know, the math person in the back is like, Graves, calm down. But, but you know, sometimes we, we've been given manipulation to walk in faith. If you do this, God will do that. No, 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 no. When God speaks, just do that. There is no if. Just do it. Walking by faith. Bishop, can you get, can you get people of, of what faith looks like? Well, what do you mean when you say walking by faith? Um, I, I never forget when I wanted to sing on the road. I decided to walk by faith. I, I didn't have any money. Um, I, 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 I made this deal with God, and I said, if you allow me to just go on the road, when you call me home, I, I'll come back home. And so I decided to walk by faith to fulfill a dream in my life. Now, many of you would say in the church, well, he went to sing R&B music, and that was the devil's music. No, that was my dream. I just wanted to sing. I just wanted to be on the road. I didn't, I told God, I'm not looking for my name to be in lights. So what happened? I didn't know that when I decided to walk by faith that I would have a size pair of shoes that Uncle Leonard Champion gave me. Bless his soul, rest in heaven. Uh, I had one pair of pants and two pair of shoes and every night I had to make sure that I had enough tissue in my pocket to replace it in the shoes that were too big. Because y'all know back, back in those days when your shoes were too big, you know, you, you had to ball up your feet. And you had to put the tissue in there so that they could, y'all don't know nothing about that. I'm sorry, y'all in the whole enough generation. Y'all don't know that, you know, when you didn't have shoe polish, Jake, you're going to laugh at this. Jake is going to laugh at me all day today. He's going to be like... Reverend, you're crazy. Um, Y'all don't know that when you didn't have shoe polish that was Vaseline, and you put Vaseline on your shoes to make them shine. Oh, he know about it. But you didn't understand that Vaseline accumulates dust. And so when you go outside and you're walking and you look down, your shoes are full of dust and they're like graves. And I'm like, see, see, sometimes you just need to hear life to know that you're walking by faith because to walk by faith you have to experience a natural life for the spiritual realm to come true. Ooh, that was good. That, that was powerful. Huh? You, you, you got to walk by faith. And so I got out there on that road and I'm traveling and, 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 and I'm hanging out with Jason Champion and Minute Large and, and, and they were singing, and I said, well, this is just not good enough. I got to give myself a job. So I picked up a towel, and I started wiping the sweat off Jason's back. Because I felt like I needed to create my own job. Walking by faith will put you in a point where you start creating your own relevant moments to get you to the seen moment that is unseen at that time. I wanted to sing. I didn't have any money. Rob Hubbard was so mad at me because I left. I didn't have the money to pay the rent. He was ready to take my head off. And I'm like, this is my last and final opportunity. And I took off. And so my job that I created was to carry his bags full of tennis shoes and to stand on the sideline. Because I believe that if I could just stay there one day, somebody would put a microphone in my hand. See what faith does to you? I just wanted to sing. I didn't know that I was going to have to go through all of that. And then we're down in Columbus. Joe Little gets on the stage and Gerald's calling everybody out. And they standing over there and they heard that I could sing. They're like, you know, and I'm just standing. I was like, man, don't do it, man. Because if I get this microphone, I'm going to chew this thing up. Man, he gave me the microphone, and I hit it. He snatched it and was like, you don't sing like that on my set. 
came to me, $200 in my hand. If you do the right thing, you'll never have to pay me back. And from that moment, I start walking by faith. On the road, traveling with a pair of pants, and Jason never paid attention because it wasn't on him to do that. Kept going, kept going. And then finally, from a background singer to singing tracks, flying on a plane, then I get to call, and then I become a headliner, and I get to do all this other stuff, traveling, thinking that I was Puff Daddy and all of this stuff, buying, got bags and everything, walking. But I didn't understand the journey didn't start until he called me back home. <laughs> I thought I was walking by faith. No, 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 you were just living out your fleece. You were living out your fleece. You were living out your dream. But the true call didn't come until he said, all right, enough is enough. Come back home. That's when I start walking by faith. When he called me back home, every door started opening in Melissa. Rolling Stones. Mary J. Blige. Calls. And the doors just kept going. Blink, blink, blink. To the point. That I lost my, my, my cubic zirconia earrings. People thought they were real diamonds, so they stole them off the keyboard. Lost my, lost my chains. I, I lost everything that looked like what I thought God wanted me to do. That's when I start walking by faith. Hebrews 11 will show us some things that occur when we walk by faith. Number one. Examples of walking by faith, or, or, or you can see some characteristics here, however you want to put it. Uh, number one, it says here in verse number eight um, that Abraham was urged on by faith. Urged on by faith. I'm reading out an Amplified. Urged on by faith, Abraham, look at the text, when he was called, obeyed, and went forth to a place which was destined to receive as an inheritance. And he went, although he did not know or trouble his mind about where he was to go. You think about faith. Abraham, number one, he was urged by faith. He was urged. You look at that word urge, it is the, it is the, it is the moving, something moves you. There, there's something naturally, something spiritually, emotionally, intellectually that urges you to do what? By faith, it says that when he was called, called, somebody say called, obeyed and went forth. Look at this. He was urged by faith to do what? To leave it all behind. Scripture in Genesis 12, it says to leave your country. Leave your folk and leave the place that you're in. He was urged by faith when he was called, obeyed and went forth. He was urged to leave it all behind. After he was called, after he obeyed, he had the urging to leave it all behind. He was urged by faith. He was urged by faith to walk blindly. Come on, think, think about this, to, to walk blindly. He went forth into the unseen. Somebody say the unseen. Come on now. You got to go back to school, daughter. I'm not even going to look at her. She know who I'm talking about. You thinking that it's over and you're thinking that you're teaching now and you're, you know, you know who I'm talking I'm not even going to look her way, but you got to go get your doctorate degree because that was the agreement. All right, just lift your hands and say, I submit, Bishop. She, I'm not even going to look her way. Urged by faith to leave it all behind 
he was urged by faith to walk blindly, but then he was urged by faith to start backward. What do you mean? He was, he was urged by faith to start backwards. Doing this at a late stage in life, he was 75 years old. You would have thought that God would have had him do this when he was young, when he was vibrant, when he had energy, when he, when, when he was excited about life and living his dream. I mean, when we think about the age of 75 today, in Bible age, that was young. But let's bring the application here today. Um, he was young enough for God to use him at the age of 75. But when we think about 75 today, you're, you're probably looking at my father. You're, 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 you're looking at my dad. He's 80 years old. 80 years young, and he says, get up, leave. Leave. Go to a place that I called you to. But you won't see it until you answer the call, until you obey, until you get up and go. Imagine this. His life was starting all over. Hmm. He was urged by faith to answer the call. He was urged by faith to walk into the unseen but because he didn't know where he was going. He, he didn't have any instruction. He, he just knew that God was leading him. God says, when you get there, this land that you walk into is not just going to be for you, but it's going to be an inheritance to your generation that is going to be in slavery for 400 years. Y'all heard the story? The Egyptians had the Hebrews locked up over 400 years. But this is Abraham. That didn't happen until the book of Exodus. Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, then Exodus. Is that, is that correct? Did I miss that? See, y'all don't understand. When we went to church. If you didn't know the books of the Bible, come on, Reverend. You got, they called you out in church. Oh, young man, you don't know the books of the Bible? You're going to go to hell. <laughs> but it's, it's Genesis, Exodus. All right? A book later, years later, the walk that Abraham took did not come to pass until the next generation was released after 400 years of bondage. That means they were born. That means they were grown. That means that they had lives of their own. It didn't come to pass until after they served their time. Walking by faith requires that you sense that there's an urgency. There's an urgency that I that, that, that there, there's an urgency that I obey God. There's an urgency that I go forth into the unseen. But then not only was he urged, number two, he was prompted by faith. <laughs> it says he was prompted by faith in verse number nine. He dwelt as a temporary resident in the land In the promise of God, though he was like a stranger, in a strange country, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs with him of the same promise. He was now urged by faith to get up and walk it out. But then now, by the prompting of faith, he has to deal with certain things. He was prompted to face the unfamiliar. Think about it. He, he was prompted to face the unfamiliar. What is the unfamiliar? Being in a strange place. It's nothing worse than being in a strange place and you have nowhere else to go but be in a strange place. 
because you can't go back to where you left because God says that's not the place for you. You you can't go back to the same relationships. You you can't go back to the same lifestyle. You 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 got to change something about your life in a strange place. He was prompted by faith to face an unfamiliar moment in his life, being in a strange place. He he was prompted to accept the uncomfortable feeling of living outside of his comfort zone. Prompted Charmaine to face the unfamiliar being in a strange place. I constantly hear her say all the time, uh, you know, I'm comfortable, I just do what I want to do, what I want to do. But being in a strange place is not always a good feeling. Being in a strange place as a temporary resident, uh, the Bible says here, by faith, he dwelt as a temporary resident, meaning that he had no home. He had nowhere to truly call home. He, he had no place where he could lay his head and feel comfortable and feel secure. Uh, he was prompted to accept the uncomfortable feeling of living outside of his comfort zone, not only that, uh, uh, but he was prompted to overcome the unsettling factors of not having a permanent residence. By faith, I obey God, and now I'm in a strange place. Real faith causes you to accept what? The unfamiliar. Now faith is will put you in an uncomfortable place of feeling outside of your, uh, of feeling uncomfortable outside of your comfort zone. Uh, real faith will cause you to be prompted to overcome the unsettling factors that this is not my resting place. I don't know how I'm going to make it. When we look at the life of Abraham, we can see, number one, that he was urged by faith. Number two, we can see that he was prompted by faith. But then I like this, because of faith, let's keep on moving, because it wasn't just with Abraham. I, I love this part right here. Uh, because of faith also, in verse number, in verse number, uh, we can see it right here, verse number 11, verse number 10, uh, we, we can see it, uh, because of faith. Faith also, Sarah herself received physical power to conceive a child, even when she was long past the age for it. But she considered God, who had given her the promise to be reliable, trustworthy, and true to his word. Okay, so let's look at it. He tells Abraham to get up and leave. All right? Take your family and get to this place. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to cause you to be powerful. God gives you such a pretty story, Linda. I'm talking, he gives you an amazing story. Man, you're going to be so big. I mean, your inheritance, man, as far as you can see, it belongs to you. And now you're a temporary resident. And now out of nowhere, he comes to your girl and say, you're going to have a baby. The devil is a lie. And God ain't in the lie. Come on now. Uh, he's lying to me. God, you got to be kidding me. Come on now. It's bad enough that you made us get up and leave a place where we were comfortable. It's bad enough that we're out here now and we're in a strange place. I'm uncomfortable. I don't really have a place to call home. I, I can't make this home. And now you're going to give me some story that I am going to have a baby. In my old age. Uh, I like what the scripture says here because uh, it, it has to relate to who she was because she was beyond the point of having children naturally. Uh, come on now. And he says, uh, you're going to have a child. And I like what it says, because she considered God. Uh, when you consider God, it's faith. It's not reasoning. Uh, she considered God. I'll, 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 I will take you at your word. I'll, I'll consider God who had 
given her the promise to be reliable and trustworthy to his work. Because of her faith, she received what? Physical power to conceive a child that was well beyond her age. Now, that just don't make no sense. Come on now. Uh, we out here now, and you're going to get me pregnant. I mean, you ain't even hit me up in my own bedroom. Come on. I mean, can we just come down the street? I mean, come on now. I mean, you know, the tent wide open and, you know, somebody else around. And, and I mean, come on now. They didn't have a home. Hadn't landed yet. She has this child at the age of 99. My God, Reverend, at 99? Let's, let's bring it today. That just ain't happening. That happens here, the Rock Church. Love you. God bless. I just don't know what I'm going to do, Joya. 99. Faith. It was her faith that allowed her to conceive the child. It, it was her faith. It was, it was here. Because of her faith, she did what? She considered God who had given the promise to her to be what? Reliable trustworthy and true to his word because she considered him. He saw her to be reliable and trustworthy and true to his word. Come on. Faith causes you and I to consider God because of her, because she considered him. Hear this. Because of our faith, because of our considered reliable, trustworthy faith, God's word and his promise to us are conceived and birthed through our faith. Did you hear that? I want you to hear this. Faith is the prompting, the reality that provokes and persuades one's response to act quick in demanding, to act quick in demanding and uneventful circumstances. Faith, the prompting of my faith, the urging of my faith. Because of her faith, she received. Because of her faith, she considered. Because of her faith, she was able to be reliable, trustworthy, and true to God's word. Now faith is, it represents and it reflects my response of being reliable. It is a reliable response. It is a response of being trustworthy and true to God's word. The examples of walking by faith, number one, uh, uh, Abraham was urged. By faith, he was prompted by faith. His wife, uh, Sarah, because of her faith, because of her faith. Come on now, because of your faith, God is able to depend on you, uh, depend upon you. Because of your faith, God is able to be considered. His word is able to be considered. His promises are able to be conceived in your life. What God wants to birth inside of you, it's because of your faith. It happened because, somebody say, it happens because of my faith. It's happening because of your faith. It's happening because you believe, because you trust, because you're reliable. You see God as a reliable God. You believe that his word is true. Although in the unseen, I don't know how it's going to happen. At 99, I, I, I don't know how it's going to come to pass at, at such a hard stage in my life. I, I don't know how it's going to be birthed out when, when I don't have the money. I, I don't know how this business is going to come to pass when I don't see the building. I, I don't see the staff. But because of your faith, the promise of God can be conceived. It, it will be birthed. And here we are, number four. Examples of walking by faith. We can see here uh, in, in verse, here it is right here, in verse 17 of Hebrews 11, by faith. There is what we call by faith, because of faith, the prompting of faith, 
the urging of faith. Somebody say, by faith. Come on, say it. By faith, because of faith, the prompting of my faith, the urging of my faith. Come on, I want you to say it again. By faith, because of faith, the prompting of faith, and the urging of faith. Verse 17 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was put to the test, while the testing of his faith was still in progress, who had already brought Isaac for an offering. He who had gladly received and welcomed God's promise was ready to sacrifice his only son. Come on, let's, let's kind of paraphrase that. Um, uh, uh, by faith, when Abraham was put to the test to take the promised son, that God had promised his wife that she would have. You give me the promise, son, and then you want to take it away? That doesn't sound right. I've already walked away from my mama. I've already walked away from my loved ones. I've already walked into this place where I feel like I'm a temporary resident. I feel like I'm in a place. I'm uncomfortable. I have the unsettling feeling that this is just not going to work and then you make this promise to my girl and you tell her she's going to have the child she has the child we fall in love with the child he becomes the best thing that I've ever had in my life and now you tell me that my faith and the testing of my faith is still in progress I would think that my faith has already been accomplished with all I've already done for you See, this is why Abraham is considered to be the father of faith. Uh, the, the word of God calls him the father of faith. Why? Because when you look at Abraham, uh, none of this could happen without a solid, stern, foundational relationship between he and God and God and him. True faith only comes to pass when God has a solid relationship with you and you have a solid relationship with him. Come on, think about it, John 15. Uh, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you can ask what you will and you shall have it. But we both have to abide in one another. Faith. The urging of his faith, he left home. The prompting of his faith, he settled as a temporary resident. Because of her faith, she received the promised child that God wanted to give them that would change the entire generation. It, it would change the entire landscape. But then you test what I love the most. <laughs> By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, here it is. He had faith for the test. You got to have faith in the middle of a test. You got to have faith for the test before you get to the test, before you take the test. You know that when you're in school, you can't go to school without test, without an exam, without a pop-up quiz. With, with, you know, and because I didn't study, you know, I always missed the test. You know, I, I really jacked up on that pop-up quiz because the teacher told you, she would tell you, at any time, I'm going to give you a pop-up quiz. And when I went to school, they always hit you with the pop-up quiz either when you got to class or right before you left class. When you weren't thinking about it, before you could get your cheat sheet, they, uh, you got to be, you got to have faith for the test. Come on now, faith prepares us for the test. It was Abraham's what? Strong faith in God that prepared him for this specific test. God had been testing him all along. Leave. Be a temporary residence. He was looking at Abraham. He, he was examining, is he going to be able to handle the pressure? Uh, can they handle the pressure? 
here. Uh, I'm going to give you this child, but then out of nowhere, I, I'm going to ask for what you love the most. I promised you this child, but he had faith for the test. Not only did he have faith for the test, but he had faith to offer. Faith for the test, but he had faith to offer. Faith, faith positions us to offer what God is asking us to give him. Did you hear that? My faith puts me in a position to offer what God is asking us to give him. Abraham's faith placed him in a position where he was willing to offer his son back to God. Here's my question. Are you willing to offer it back to God? After you get what he promised you, are you willing to have faith for the test? Are you willing to offer? Are you willing to have faith in offering it back to him? Are you going to allow your faith to put you in a position where you don't hoard it, where you don't keep it, where you're afraid to lose it? We can look at the life of Abraham. He was not afraid to lose his son. If he was, he would have never offered it to God. Was there fear? Probably was. But, 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 but here is the danger that I want to stay away in teaching these faith messages. I can't put fear in here because you don't see fear in the message. Let's just be honest. When you read the text, you don't see fear in the text. Come on now, it, it would be easy to say, well, he feared and he just didn't know of God. No, 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 no. It's said that he obeyed God. What did he say? Uh, come see, 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 so we got to be careful. Well, we have to be careful, and what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to give you an excuse to not do it because you don't see an excuse in the heroes of faith. You don't see their lives. You, you don't see behind the scene. The only thing that you see is God and their faith in God. That's all you see. That's all you need to see. But today, they tell you, you got to make it applicable. You, you, you got you to gotta compromise the text because you got to make it friendly because everybody might not have the faith. That's your fault that you don't have the faith. And because you don't have the faith, your life now becomes displeasing to God because it says without faith it is impossible to please God come on now it said that Abel's faith was more acceptable than his brother Cain's because one pleased God with this faith and the other didn't have faith to please God come on now uh, it says it's impossible faith it's impossible it's impossible. Faith without the pleasure of God is a waste of your time. Come on now. It's displeasing to God. When you wake up in the morning and you don't have faith enough to trust God that he's going to bring you through, your day is completely displeasing to God. Stop right there. There's nothing else that can ever happen because your faith to not allow God to be a reliable God to you says to God, what you're believing in displeases me. Ooh, come on now. Think about it. How many displeasing thoughts and methods and ways and means of your life have you put before God because it's not working out the way that you thought that it would? It simply says that he got up and he left. It says that, that he went forth into a place not knowing where he was going, but it did not trouble his mind. Come on now, that's walking by faith. When you stand there and you say, I believe God, I, I believe God, pistis, I have uh, what? The faith, I have the belief, I have the trust, I have the confidence in God. His word causes me to be reliable, trustworthy, 
and true to his word. He had faith to offer what God had given him. Hear this. Come on, Josh. He had faith that sacrifices. It's tough. Think about it. This has nothing to do with your feelings. Faith is not connected to your emotions. It's not connected to your feelings. It's not connected to your money. It's not connected to your intellect. It's not connected to your exegetical messages that you give. Faith is simply connected to the belief that what you're getting ready to sacrifice, God's going to give it back to you. Whether he has to give it back to you like you brought it to him or he has to raise it from the dead. He's going to give it back to me. Come on now, stay with me. Come on now. Your faith is not connected into things. Your faith is connected to the God of the heavens that you believe in, that you trust in, that you have confidence in. My faith is not connected to something that I can do on my own. My faith is connected to something that is beyond my reach for the rest of my life. And my faith is going to be placed in the hand of God for it to come to pass. The only way that this can come to pass is by faith. God has to let it happen. The only way that mama can be healed is by faith. I know that somebody's going to say, well, she got to eat right. That's another message. That's another message, but not here in Hebrews 11. It says that because he obeyed, because he heard the call, he got up and he left by faith. He took a journey that he never saw. He never saw the house built. He never imagined that he would take this walk, Vita. He would give up his life. He would offer his son. He would take this journey. And after 400 years of slavery, the place that he gave his life for, his inheritance would deny it. Now that's faith. Come on now. It didn't turn out the way God told him that it will. They denied the land. They had a problem with the promise. Come on now. That's what's wrong with the generation today. We're seeking that our faith and the promise of God is being denied because our children are running astray. Our communities are just completely turned upside down. What used to be wrong is now considered to be right, right, right. What used to be evil is now considered to be good. What used to be disrespectful is now seen to be respectful. Come on now. By faith, he walked out a promise for God. And we're living in a generation where people don't respect God. They don't respect the power of God. They don't respect the church. They don't honor who he is. And today we can sit in church and say that I believe in another God when you never gave yourself breath, when you didn't give yourself the legs that you walk on, when you didn't put the eyes that you see with in the top of your head and now you sit here and deny God as if he made a mistake. God ain't never made a mistake. The devil is a lie. Now we want to sit here and debate if you can live any type of way and please God, the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie and I call it out. You cannot live any type of way and say that you have faith and you don't trust that God can heal you. That God can deliver you that God can bring you out of a place that was destroying your life because you don't have faith in God you have faith in a message you have faith in a feeling you have faith in that pastor you got faith in the big church the small church it's your money it's your car it's your friends and when all hell breaks loose you deny God because you never had faith in God you had faith because you had a feeling come on now Y'all stay with me. We have, we have turned this message of faith upside down. 
I get it. I get it. I get it. But money doesn't give you faith. Standing in an offering line doesn't elevate your faith. It means that if you're standing in the offering line, it means that you should have a reserve for the offering line. I spent my rent. I spent my car note. Because they telling me, just give. And when I needed to pay it, they laughed at me and talked about me. And my car gets repossessed. And then they tell me, well, maybe if you would have did your money. Negro, you told me that if I stand in this line and I give it, it'll be given back to me. I didn't have faith in God. I had faith in a man who was manipulating me with prophecy. I'm coming right down your lane. You never see in the heroes of faith that they had to give money, that they had to give anything. The only thing God asked them for, have faith in me. Believe that I called you to leave your country. Believe that I called you to settle in an unfamiliar place. Just believe that I'll give you the child. Just believe that when you offer it to me, there'll always be a ram in the bush. But you got to have faith. I don't need your money. I don't need your intellect. Have faith in me. Believe in me. Trust in me. And you will get everything. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. Sound. I'm saying it again. He would rather you give him faith than give him $2,000. He would rather you give him faith than give him your intellect and your reason. Faith that says, I trust God. Faith that says, I won't manipulate the situation. Come on, let's look at the life of Abraham. Abraham was a wealthy man, but in his walk of faith, he experienced a famine. And because he was afraid of who he was, he sent his wife into the king's palace. But when you're walking by faith, God will never let you manipulate his faith God will never let you distort what you believe in the king turned around and said oh you belong to somebody went to Abraham and said why did you lie come on now it, it wasn't that Abraham wanted to lie he didn't want nobody to know what he was doing he was trying to lay low. But that's not here in this text. That's not the life of the story. The life of the story is God called him the father of faith. When God names you, that means that you pleased him. He said, I call you great. I call you awesome. I call you child who was created in the image of my likeness. I call you to be wonderful. I call you to be fruitful and multiply. I call you overseer. I, I, I call you landowner. I, I call you the head and not the tail. I call you to be above and not beneath. I call you to be a lender and not a borrower. I call you son. I call you daughter. Come on now. I call you men and women of faith because you believe, because you trust. Come on now, I, I, I want to make this clear. I'm not coming against giving offering. But as I'm teaching today, and as I continue to teach for the next few moments, your money is not going to get you this type of relationship. You could have won that mega millions, 1.3 billion some dollars. And if you don't have faith in God, it ain't gonna make no sense. Because there's nothing that can buy your faith. 
The only thing that'll cost you your faith is that you got to put all your trust in God. Come on. Because there's a cost of faith. You got to be willing to leave it all behind. You got to be willing to start backwards at an age, at a place in your life where you just don't feel like it. You've got to be willing to count the cost of what it feels like to be uncomfortable, of what it feels like to be in an unsettled place, of what it feels like to be in a strange place. You, you've got to be willing to consider because of my faith, I'm going to consider God. And because I consider God, he saw me as reliable and trustworthy and true to his word and because of my faith generations are birthed through me because of my faith crack addicts have been healed and delivered because of my faith my community is changing because of my faith but then because and by faith I learn to prepare for a test you can't be in a true relationship with God and he not test you I didn't say tempt, test you. He will only test you with what he's already put in you. God will never ask you to do something that he didn't put in you to do. Come on now. Did you hear that? So if God didn't put it in you to do, and you're going through some things in your life, maybe it's not him testing you. Maybe it's your own choices that are taking you through some things. When God tests you, he'll cover you. He'll keep you. He'll comfort you. He'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll stay close to you. He'll never put you in the hands of somebody else that'll cause you to abort the test. Come on, lift your hands and just say, Lord, it's by faith. Lord, it's because of my faith. Lord, it's because of the prompting of my faith. Come on, say, Lord, it's the urging of my faith. I sense the urging. I sense the urgency to obey. I, I sense the urgency to get up and do what you called me to do. I, I don't know how I'm going to explain it. I, I don't know how it's going to come to pass. I, I, I don't know, but, but because you called me, I won't allow it to trouble me. I won't allow it to deter me. Lord, I'm willing to walk blind. I'm willing until I'm able to see it, oh God. But I believe that what I don't see is you, God. I believe that what I don't have in my hands it's you God I believe that what I can't hold right now it's you God but I believe that by faith that the substance of faith my hope in you the convictions of things not seen will one day become a reality where my children's children can explore where my children's time are able to see it again. Come on. Come on, stand on your feet. Come on, somebody's here today and, and you're saying, and you're saying, I'm having an issue with just, I'm having an issue with my faith walk. Come I know that God is calling me to do it. I, I know that I hear the voice of God. I, I know that it's God. I, I feel the urgency to do something that I've never done before. If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand so that I can pray for you. I'm here. Bishop, and I really want to learn how to walk in faith. I, I've heard it done before. If that's you, raise your hand. Come on, raise your hand. Come on, son, just let me pray for you. Come on, you're here. Come on. I know it's more of you. Come on, don't be afraid. Come on, you heard me talk about it. 
Abraham learned this at a stage in his life where God needed someone in the earth to reflect faith. God needed a man called Abraham. He was chosen. You're struggling in an area of your life that causes you to turn around and you quit, you start and you quit. But I just want to be more faithful. I, I want to be faithful to God and what he called me to do. I, 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 want to, I want to be faithful to God. See, being faithful to God is what allows you to be saved. Oh, y'all didn't hear that, did you? See, you can't accept God without having faith. Did you hear that? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's the salvation message. <laughs> you, 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 you can't really hear the faith message until you receive the one who's been sent to, to herald, to give you the faith message of God's reliability for your life. Come on now. And that's how you are convicted to be saved. That's when you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose again because you now have heard how and what it means to be faithful to God. And so now the power and the convicting grace and the power of the Holy Ghost says, accept him into your life. Ooh, come on now. Let me save you. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want them to pray for me. You know, we were talking about not adding something to the text that wasn't there and not adding the fear portion. And, you know, I like to have receipts. And it's in Genesis 22 where it talks about Abraham Verse 5 says, he said, this is Abraham talking to his servants, stay here with the donkey while, while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. That's what it says. And, and, and we will worship and come back to you. But you know, I, I had to go in the, in, that wasn't the NASB. And now I'm over here in the NASB. Stay here with the donkey. And I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. And return to you. So Abraham knew what he was doing because uh, after he did that, he went and he collected the wood. He collected the burnt offering. He let, And he laid it on Isaac, his son. And I'm going to skip down to verse 7. And, and Isaac spoke to his father and said, Father. <laughs> and he said, here I am, son. And he said, behold, I see the fire. I see the wood. Where's the lamb? But where is the lamb? Where is the burnt offering? <laughs> and Abraham said, uh, God will provide for himself the lamb and the burnt offering, my son. Teach do you all hear that? Abraham knew the instruction. Bishop talked about what, why. He knew the instruction, and the instruction was, you said, go on up here with my son, the promise that you gave me, and create this sacrifice, and give the sacrifice. And he walked by faith and not by sight, is what we say, because he had his service, and he said, God, I know what you said, so we're going to go. And, they, and he told his servants, y'all stay here. Me and the boy, we're going to go over here and worship. But we'll be back. Lord, I know what you said. But we'll be back. And, and here come Isaac. Isaac know how he was raised. Uh, You said we're going to worship. Something got to be sacrificed. I, I see the wood. 
I see, but I, I, I don't see the sacrifice. Abraham said, don't worry about it. The Lord will provide for himself a sacrifice. When God gives you a promise, it is your promise. It doesn't matter what he said. He gave it to you, and you have to stand on the promise by faith. Bishop said, we're not going to add fear to this. I'm not going to do that. And we can't because we are his people, and we're always saying we want manifestation. I want manifestation in my life. You can't get manifestation being natural and in the natural. Manifestation is in the supernatural. We can't be saying we want signs, wonders, and miracles, and we're talking about, well, but I mean, reality says I'm free. Yes. It don't matter about that. That's yes. not the supernatural. Yes. And we operate in the supernatural. It don't matter. I don't care about no fear according to what this is saying. How do I operate in the supernatural and I'm stricken by fear? Fear will stop you. You can't, who moves in fear? When something frightens you, you stop. How you operating in the supernatural and you stricken with fear? It's not about that. It's about the fact that we have the faith to believe in God. The faith to be urged, to be prompted. Because of our faith, we consider. Mm. Sarah, you're pregnant at 99. There is no way in today that we can understand in our natural mind being pregnant at 99. And this is where we make the problem because this is not the natural. This is the supernatural. And if we begin as a people to put our minds where God says, not where we are saying, not how we feel. We, we talk about this all service. We are the sacrifices, not what I say, not what I feel. This is about what the spirit is saying. If we want to move and we want to operate and we want to live in the things of God, we must understand that it takes the faith. The faith. The faith. Consider what he said. Consider him that have given this to you faithful. Consider him reliable and trustworthy. If you are reliable and you are trustworthy, you are faithful, then I'm there. I, I like what Isaac says to his father. He says, I see everything else, but I don't see worship. So you got to get that. The lamb was the, 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 the fire is what ignites the passion, the fire of God. Is what illuminates the worship. It is the offering. He said, I don't see worship. I, 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 don't, I don't see God here. Because apparently his father taught him how to worship in sacrifice. You see? When my father is sacrificing, it's a form of worship. It's a form of worship. It's a form of our communication to God. Whether it's uh, we, we, were, we were sacrificing the, the animal to eat. It's a form of worship. It's a, it's a form of thanksgiving, prayer, dedication. Isaac said, I don't see any of that. How can we get ready to make a birth or an offering? And, and we don't have anything to offer to God. 
That's why Romans 12 has to become the ship that operates in the believer's life. No longer do you have to do an animal. He simply said, you walk the mountain. Will you take the trip and have faith enough to understand that I've never needed man to provide anything for me. I only wanted to see if you were willing to offer it back to me. I'm only asking you to just offer yourself as a living, holy, and acceptable sacrifice. Something that I can use in the earth for myself by faith. Lift your hand.